0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty
1: strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson.
0: And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson. Here my fellow host Matt O'Hara. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, that sounded funky. Well, that's a reason. You're over there playing the intro on your telephone.
1: Well, you know, we had issues.
0: Yeah, my computer crashed. Yep. Yeah, the whole hard drive wiped out. Everything on my hard drive wiped out. It's only four-year-old iMac. You know, only cost me three grand.
1: No big deal, man. No
0: big deal. Everything's gone. So that's at the computer lab getting fixed. Hopefully they can retrieve a lot of that data. So uh, good thing I have a, a laptop. Yeah, good thing. Little, uh, little Apple Air thingy here I got here that I've had even longer than the iMac that I've never had an issue with in my entire life.
1: Hey, man, you never know when things are going to go.
0: No, no. And knowing stuff that I own, it's going to go pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that sounded a little funky, so sorry about that. And uh, But we're here. You know, it's either uh, don't do a podcast this week, but we've already been there, done that for the last month, or try this out with a laptop.
1: Oh, well, here we go. We'll so see. if it
0: sounds different, well, Who knows?
1: Hopefully Rich still sounds like he has peanut butter in his mouth, and hopefully I still sound smooth and sexy.
0: <laughs> I probably could find the intro somewhere, my like emails, stuff like that, if I looked real hard. Who's got time for that? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. We, I, got that, po- I got a podcast to do. We
1: honestly went with the easiest solution and just played it on our I phone. got
0: notes to take. I got to do an ESPN show tomorrow. Right. Uh, I had to figure out who I'm going to talk about today, look up some news and notes, live my life.
1: We're busy people.
0: Yeah, we are. <laughs> Yeah, we are. So uh, here we are today. We're going to talk about uh, breakout players, second and third year breakout players. Now, some of these guys might seem a little obvious, but we'll explain while we're talking about them. Sure. As we go along. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was looking for a song called Breakout.
1: Uh, Oh, Breakout.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, it's Freakout.
1: Yeah. you reminded me. I think so.
0: So, uh. Close enough. wasn't played in the, as intro instead of the intro, but that song does not exist.
1: In your defense, I think they might have changed it for some commercial or something like that. So you might you might be thinking of the commercial song, which you won't be able to find out. That's I really making me feel good.
0: Yeah, you know. I feel better. Uh, so we do got some news and notes. Uh, news about the Cranberry t-shirts, those limited editions. Mm-hmm. So those bad boys sold out in like a minute and a half. Right. right. Much uh, quicker than we thought. So I told people I was going to order a second batch. And then I got over inundated with people that wanted a cranberry on a second batch. So hopefully my second batch, I ordered enough. Uh, but people saw the cranberries and they just couldn't control themselves. And they're like, hey, I need that in my life. They all aw-
1: freaked out. I love uh-huh. the cranberry shirt. Yeah, no, they're it's, really nice. It's man. pretty stellar.
0: Yeah. Uh, so what we're going to do is once the second batch comes in, that's it. I'm not going to call the guy up again. Hey, I need another batch of T-shirts. doesn't matter how much money you guys offer me. Some people offer me I mean, extra money. I mean, unless it's a lot. Unless, <laughs> unless it's a lot. And then we'll figure it out.
1: <laughs> for the right amount of money, I will
0: fly to your house and draft your team for you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, take a lot of money, though. Uh, but what we're going to do is like right around the th- after Thanksgiving, Christmas time, we'll, we'll do a special order of more cranberry shirts. And if you want one i'll announce on the podcast just hit me up and let me know and we'll do this everybody that wants one will order one
1: very cool on there yep that's whatever's
0: awesome. left over out of the second batch i'll put it i will put it on twitter and they'll be for sale on there cool somewhere somehow but before we get in that let's uh let's talk about some news and notes shall we
1: sounds like a plan man
0: biggest news this week which is it does not have long-term effect but maybe it does Jay Cutler signs with the Miami Dolphins on a one-year, ten million dollar deal with three million dollars incentives.
1: Yeah, obviously that um, came as a direct result of Ryan Tannehill partially tearing his ACL again.
0: No, boy, bueno. no,
1: no. So you know he came into camp and everything was all they got. They all clear, and supposedly his his you know his left knee I think was the one was more stable than the other knee that wasn't injured until he you know. Injury? There was until there was a non-contact injury where he just tried to stop going out of bounds. And,
0: yeah, that's never good. So he is likely done for the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be pretty foolish of him to try to rehab it again. Obviously, that did not work the first time.
0: Um, yeah, he's got to get the surgery right. I think it's it just... smart for long-term effect. Now, here is what makes it interesting: is two things. If Cutler takes them to the playoffs, then that does not spell good news for Tannehill because one, Tannehill is not due any more guaranteed money after this year. So, they're kind of still in limo. Tannehill's not, like, set in stone as their future at quarterback there. And we'll see. Cutler's a gunslinger, man. He's going to come out there. I think this is great news for Devontae Parker owners.
1: Great right, news. right? No, I definitely do because I think um, his skill set probably lines up a little bit better with what Jay Cutler is, has done in the past and is used to. And um, Devontae Parker obviously being the guy with the huge wingspan and ability to go up and get the ball. And that's kind of like Jay Cutler's thing, kind of toss the guys that are Maybe not necessarily wide open, but can go up and get the ball and, and make tough catches. So that's that's what he does, and obviously he's got um, experience in the Adam Gase offense. Obviously. Yeah, that's where he that's where Jay Cutler had his best statistic st- statistical year ever. So I think it was 2015, I believe.
0: Yeah, so that's why he kind of came out there. He was like, hey, this is a guy that I can strive with, make a little right. bit more money with. So it's kind of interesting to watch that. It, it would not shock me if somehow Cutler ends up long-term, or at least long-term for the next couple of years, could be there in Miami as well. And then Tannehill, who knows what can happen to Tannehill. He'll obviously get a job somewhere. But it's definitely an interesting scenario to watch. If you're in a super flex league, you know, it's something you want to check. You'll probably obviously check your waiver wires for because you got to get some of that Cutler. This is good news. He might be startable there. Cutler such an iffy quarterback. He can have a good year. He can have a bad year. But I'm definitely interested in him pairing up with Gase, having Julius Thomas, having Devontae Parker, having Jarvis Landry, having Leontae Carew. I'm kidding about the last part. Uh, <laughs> but having those weapons, I think it's a pretty good asset. And then you have J.J. Jay Jay there in the backfield.
1: Right. Who, um, incidentally, um, I've, I, I don't think we talked about it pre-show, but he actually just got a concussion yeah. in practice. So that's something he, I know he's working his way back now. He Dude, still hasn't clear I protocol.
0: I nothing to do with JJ Right. I, I want nothing. I would love... I'm selling him... If he starts off with a 200-yard game, I mean, you remember last year, too, he had those three 200-yard games. Besides that, he was pretty mediocre. Right. Uh, he, he's got that degenerative knee where it's pretty much going to be bone-on-bone bone like any day now, like tomorrow. It's going to be like he's out there like a cannibal banging two bones together. Right. Uh, so I'm selling out. I mean, with, with his ADP right now of where he's going and how valued he is with the... Hashtag two to three year window on running backs and their short shelf life. I'm getting out for him. I'm gonna try and get a young good receiver. I'm gonna try and just get another young running back. I would try and tr- I would literally try and shade JJ for any of those top four rookie running backs. Any single one of them, I'd rather have any of them. Honestly, I would. I'm totally.
1: I am totally with you there. I'm, I'm not normally one of the guys that just that you know wants to bounce on a guy. This early in his career, but for all the reasons you just said, I'm I'm totally with you on Jai. <laughs> yeah, I you, think he's a very short-term asset, and you should sell high on him now while you still can.
0: Yeah, when I, it, basically when I look at the uh, at Jai, J. I'm like Theon Greyjoy when he's looking at his sister. I'm just jumping ship, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> you can have Jai. J. J. Just come and get him. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, oh, I'm
1: out of here. i Instead, hey, I just the water looks nice.
0: Hey, you see that Joe Mixon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take some of that. Hey, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. You see what we just did to Luke Keekley in practice the other day? Sweet baby Aunt <laughs> Jemima. Give me some of that. Oh, my God. You see that video? Christian McCaffrey? A little shake and bake. Yeah, yeah. I helped.
1: He looks good, man. Yeah,
0: he's in the receiving. I, I will question him as a running back behind the line, and we can take the abuse. But as a receiver, man, put some heels on him and a nice dress, and I'm in love. <laughs> you, you. Mm. You Christian McCaffrey out there juking Luke Kuechly.
1: I know, man. He's looking good.
0: Kuechly's a beast. I love that dude coming out of Boston College. I wish the Browns were him, but the Browns don't do that.
1: Well, what are you going to do, man?
0: Carry on to the next guy we're talking about. Exactly. Speaking of break breakout,
1: uh-huh. how,
0: how about break a bone, Will Fuller?
1: All right.
0: You with your little small cabbage hands. Your little
1: tiny little collarbone.
0: Yeah. Listen, <laughs> if you have Will Fuller on your team, that's your own damn fault.
1: Uh no, I mean seriously seriously though. Um I mean what is it? Like a 4 to 4 to 6, six week? 4 to 6 week? Is that yeah. what the injury uh-huh. But I mean, this is going to this this might affect him, you know, for a good good portion of the beginning part of the season before yeah, he get gets all before he gets all the way worked back into the game a little bit. Not an asset that you and I, either one of us is really gonna go out on a limb for anyway. Yeah. So I, that we
0: told you not to draft him during your rookie draft because he drops footballs, he's right. small, he's one dimensional, he helps the NFL team, not your fantasy team. You're not starting Will Fuller. Uh to all the people that tweeted at me for the first two weeks of the season when he caught three balls for a long distances saying in your face Rich, in your face nerds.
1: <laughs> right back at you. <laughs>
0: right back at you. But he's out for a little while, which is gonna put uh give a good opportunity for a guy we're gonna talk about here shortly, Braxton Miller. But right. we'll get in that here in, uh, shortly. Uh, Latavius Murray got cleared, came back. He did, Latavius.
1: Right, yeah. and just in the nick of time. I mean,
0: just in the nick of time to be a backup running. Back.
1: I was gonna say, just kidding. Dalvin Cook is probably wild enough at this point that he's gonna get the crack at it. I think he's um, just too good. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if, if you know, if Latavius doesn't show well, he doesn't even make the team. It, is like, there any of his money guaranteed? I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess that does. I guess that will play in a factor. Uh, how much guaranteed money? I'm there sure is. he's
0: gonna make the team. I'm sure it'll be okay because there's gonna be some. There's gotta be some guaranteed money there. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I mean, this is to all the people that fell down that rabbit hole, uh, pushing Le- Dalvin Cook back to like the fourth, fifth spot because he went to Minnesota and they signed Latavius Murray. I mean, we said forever. Latavius Murray wasn't that good in the first place. You just got a hell of a deal. You're right, I mean Dalvin Cook's just a freak mode. So, All right, but Latavius yeah. is back. So if you do have Latavius, it wouldn't shock me if they use Latavius in like for goal line carries, maybe in that kind of aspect. We'll see. He's going to get used, spor- you know, sporadically. Maybe Dalvin Cook gets banged up, and you have that big north south runner in Latavius. But he is back, and if you own him, being back is better than non being back, unless you need that IR that roster spot in which he was on your IR. There you go. Trade him for a sandwich. <laughs> the sandwiches are delicious. hmm sandwiches. Uh Alan Hearns tweaked a little, uh, what was his hamstring? Ankle? Tweaking?
1: I don't remember what he tweaked. Crack cocaine? I'm sorry. You, you're Yeah, you are the one that brought that to my attention. I he must tweaked have missed something
0: that. where he missed a couple games, uh, and then you got Marquise Lee out there. Marquise Lee's having another strong camp. Came on strong a little bit last year. Right. A guy that we've always questioned about his heart but he is looking in there. I am still not off on Allen Hearns, but it is something to watch that he has kind of hurt already again. And if he lets Marquise, Marquise Lee shine a little bit, that could just lock him into the number two receiving role.
1: Right on. Next. I mean, for me, that's not like a um, – I don't know. It, it's not a very valuable spot in that offense. I think they're going to really want to run the ball yeah, either, the, either way. Blake, Blake
0: Bortles looks like a poo-poo sandwich anyways, right. as it is. Right, exactly. Unbelievable. Blake, Blake's Blake.
1: having a pretty uh, poor – Spring or summer yeah, so far. Things
0: are not looking good the quarterback position for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But Absolutely. we'll see. It's way too early. I'm not getting excited. Tonight's only the very first night of Hard Knocks. Yeah. You know, so it's still early in the season.
1: I did not even know that. Hard knocks starts tonight. Oh yeah, to oh, yes. oh, send nice. my D V
0: R. Cool a little, man. Little double click for the uh record the season, you know. I see. Such a podcast tonight. I'm gonna watch the rest of the Indians game and I'm gonna go up there and watch a little hard knocks.
1: Cool, man. Not I'm gonna go do
0: yeah. uh go to bed next to the wife and uh, you know, a little hard knocks.
1: Oh, oh gosh.
0: That's, that's it. Please don't tell me about
1: your personal business. The, pers- the
0: first part of that story is completely true. The <laughs> Second part of that story has a zero point zero percent chance of happening. <laughs> hey, hey, babe, you up?
1: Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm All right,
0: sleeping. I'm roll over the side of the bed, curl up next to my pillow, and cry myself to sleep. Okay, got it. Uh, moving on. Sterling right. Shepard. He tweaked a little something.
1: Um. Yeah, you could say that It was a low ankle sprain Which yeah.
0: is better than a high ankle sprain Yeah,
1: so everyone that, you know he, It sounded a much worse when it first was reported Because, you know, they brought out the cart and everything and, and so He was crying like a little bee Yeah, he was like, you know, sl- slamming his helmet on the ground And he crying. came out and he's
0: like, listen y'all <laughs> I was not crying <laughs> I just want to clear this up for everybody Right, sure. I was. I was frustrated, I was hurt But I was not crying mm-hmm. okay uh, so why are you crying now sterling i'm just really emotional <laughs> about talking about this all right but yeah he's gonna be okay it's like a little it. bit of time and still i mean we're not really like like i like sterling shepherd i think sterling shepherd's a nice buy low because he's still a really good receiver he showed last year that he was a really good receiver yes absolutely. and for the long term there in new york he's a good buy brandon marshall isn't cut into that time remember everywhere brandon marshall goes the first year he scores a thousand yards or right. gets a thousand right. yards. That right. scores you can't score a thousand
1: no, yards. No, you can't score a thousand.
0: Receives a thousand yards?
1: Um he, yeah, sure. Gains a thousand yards <laughs> That's the word I'm yep. looking there you go.
0: Wow, your vocabulary yeah. is unreal. I'm amazing. That's why you're here. Yep. Pick me up when I'm down, and I'm down a lot. <laughs> uh Anquan Bolden signs.
1: He did sign a one year deal with the Bills.
0: Fifteenth year in the NFL. Old man, what
1: what do you think about this move here? How do you you see this as far as fantasy relevance
0: with the Bills? Mm -hmm. I said the Ravens, so excuse me.
1: Oh, you did? I did say the Ravens. Oh, yeah, it's the Bills. Sorry, yeah.
0: If we edited football, if we edited the podcast, we'd edit that out, but we don't. So he signs with the Bills. It hurts, It, it really cuts back to that hype of the Zay Jones might be the number two, which he might, Zay Jones still might be the number two, but. I never looked for a big year from Zay J- Jones' year one anyways, right. so it doesn't really hurt that. Like, I don't really care I that mean, much. I agree.
1: I think it allows them to like kind of ease him in a little bit more, which uh, probably for his long-term development will be nice. Learn from a guy like Anquan Bolden a little bit, learn some of the tricks and, and traits, so to speak.
0: Yeah, he's a nice, solid possession receiver. I think sure. the one that really squarely kicks in the nuts is going to be Charles Clay owners, who are kind of hoping to get some red zone yeah. uh, threats right there. I think it's going to cut into his targets and Zay Jones' targets a little bit. Kind of mix it up to kind of leave you a little trifecta of no thank you for this
1: year, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, right? Sam, I, I, I mean, still I'm not Manor. right. I'm not a big, I'm not a huge uh, fan of Clay anyway. So. I think
0: you can still get Sammy Watkins for a pretty good price right about now.
1: You think? Yeah, I just people kinda, are still just like waiting, and he's been so dinged up. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so
0: many people are like, "What comp- have you done for me lately?" Right? Comp- Sammy's I mean, done much. I'm just like, give it, give me, give me, give me, yeah, give me that all, give me all the Sammy I can get. So, but that's uh, that news. Somebody else got hurt too after the year.
1: Uh yeah, Quincy Anua.
0: More like Quincy. Enough of these jets.
1: Yeah. So I mean, he was most likely going to be their de facto number one this year because I mean, really, they have they had no one else. Nobody. Um, and then he had. I I was kind of suspicious when he was held out and said that they, you know, they they were saying that it was a neck issue, and then lo and behold, like you know, two days later, he's on IR. So.
0: Yeah, we usually talk about on the podcast. Like sometimes it's just about opportunity. Opportunity leads to fantasy production. Now you have Robbie Anderson probably as the number one receiver out there. Good news gives their guys like you know Chad Hansen a couple more looks. A lot of guys like that. Mm. I look for them to see who gets cut in uh, at the at the end, you know at the end of the preseason as sure. well to bring some guys sure. in there too. But I literally want nothing to do at all. Maybe a little bit to do with Bilel Powell. But nothing to do with the New York Jets offense. it's abysmal, one of the worst you could possibly ever imagine
1: well I mean as of now, it's like um elijah mcguire the thes the he's rookie, getting some first team reps he's getting first team reps because or Powell's banged up because Powell's banged up, and so is forte and and so I mean it, this is going be this is going to be an abysmal Dude, offense. I
0: think they should move forte out to like to slot personally. The, the guy catches the football well. They might as well move him out. They need somebody to catch the football.
1: I mean, no offense to Matt Forte. I think they should move Matt Forte off the team.
0: Oh, that's kind of offensive. I mean,
1: what the heck is he doing there? He's like a 32-year-old running back that's on this team that really is going absolutely nowhere. They've got – what's the point of having that guy on your team?
0: I don't know, man. I feel like 32 is not that old. It's crazy how in the NFL world, 32 is really old. Now I'm, I'm like, 37. Oh.
1: Well, was yeah, like, ah. that's not old in real life, but it is old in NFL, man.
0: I know. I, I, I know.
1: That's NFL old. I mean, that's NFL one Senior foot on. citizen. Yeah, one foot in the grave type of thing. Although, yeah, so the new one
0: is, yeah, I guess if you had them, you were excited. I still wasn't even excited about a new one.
1: Neither was I.
0: Uh, speaking of other news, Cooper Cup was listed as a starter on the Rams' uh, first uh depth chart
1: he was because he is going to be <laughs> he's i mean a stud yeah he's i mean he's a really i mean he's a really polished rookie and they don't have any other really good options there i mean what are the other options
0: i don't know nobody he's, he's you have uh robert woods robert woods you know devon austin's like top four paid receivers in the nfl
1: and he's terrible
0: that's such a joke
1: yeah yeah, so. So
0: got, yeah i'd start cooper cup too it falls in the category sometimes when people are like, oh, you ever listen to that podcast and those guys kind of clap themselves on the back too much? Yeah. Well, if, you're, if you're right so damn much, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> we told you to draft Cooper cup High. But nobody wanted to listen. Nobody wanted no. to listen. No. Mr. Oh. Moscow Mule himself. But hey, good thing is we have a lot of listeners. Yes. And a lot of them listen.
1: Hopefully they listen.
0: Yeah. Go somewhere else for all that bad news.
1: Actually, we got a lot of tweets about him. People, people getting them in like the third round and stuff like that, which is which is just great value. So yeah,
0: we yeah we were taking them everywhere we could in the second round. I know, guys. Just gonna be one of those solid possession receivers and get you about twelve points a game. Never like we said. We said during his whole profile, will Cooper Cup ever be a wide receiver one? Probably not. But he could be a really low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three. And those are the kind of guys that are consistent for years that help you win championships. Right on. So is that it for news and notes?
1: I believe so.
0: We should get a newswoman. Really? I'd be like Howard Stern. You could be Robin Quivers.
1: So I mean, I guess so. Yeah, that wouldn't work out. Wouldn't no, that really. I mean, I don't think I can be the Robin character.
0: No, if anything, I'd be Batman. You'd be Robin. <laughs>
1: Knew so, I knew you were going to go there for some reason. I don't even know why. But any, chance I knew
0: I, any chance to get a talk about Batman? I'm jumping in at it. I guess. Big Batman fan. Uh, I think The Dark Knight's one of my all time favorite movies. It's a good one, man. Yeah. All time. Like If like, I think of, like, if you're like Rich, name your top five movies of all time. I think Dark Knight would definitely be in the top five. All right. No, it's an underrated movie. No, okay. Now, this is a hard to say because it won the Oscar for Best Picture, but you never hear anybody talk about No Country for Old Men um never saw it you nope. so i don't even know how we're best friends i don't even understand how it's possible you've uh, never seen no country for old men nope dude watch it i wouldn't stare you know i would never steer you wrong on movies i've I? probably seen it five times and no, It's literally one of my all-time favorite movies yeah check it out
1: i'll check it out i, I mean someday <laughs> that's my way of saying I'm. We'll never, talk about after the that's podcast. my way of saying I'm never actually going to see that. I either. will
0: tell you about it after the podcast. In yeah. the meantime, let's carry on here. Let's got, let's talk about some second guy, second year guys, third year guys that we think maybe not even potentially break out to say like, oh hey, here I am. Nobody knew who I was. Listen, we play Dynasty Fantasy Football. Everybody knows who everybody is. Sure. Okay, people are talking about some, and, and that's the thing. Some people are going like, to have these guys that are like, oh. You know, uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, a, somebody weighed bottom of the depth charts. It's kind of like Le- Leonte Carew. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, you know, once he gets its opportunity, man, this guy's going to kick some ass. You know, Arizona State really, you know, really tore things up. But in reality, a lot of things are a lot simpler than people want to make them out to be. And a lot of stuff is just right on the wall. Guys like that that come out of nowhere are few and far between. So where a lot of these guys we're going to talk about are the guys that we think are going to take their game up to another step, another echelon, another tier of fantasy relevance. First guy on that list I have is a second-year player, Corey Coleman. Now, when we were talking about earlier about guys that, what have you done for me lately, I think Corey Coleman falls in that category. That was not healthy at all last year. When he was healthy, he had that really good game versus the Ravens where he scored two touchdowns, and now he's stepping in, having a really good camp. The Browns are really focused on him being their number one wide receiver. They got to see what they have in Corey Coleman because they have. They brought in Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt's older. He's a possession receiver. They need a number one explosive playmaker. Right now, him and Brock Osweiler in le- these last couple camp sessions have had a really good report. Corey Coleman's out there making one handed catches, making diving catches, looking pretty good. Corey Coleman can break out from year one, where he's completely irrelevant. There'd be a really nice, good value mid range wide receiver two this year
1: no yeah I I could see that kind of jump happening I mean it wasn't like he didn't accumulate anything he got like four I mean 413 yards and three touchdowns last year obviously most Most of that was in one game most of that was in one game but I mean he was he started off a little slow I mean coming from the Baylor system um, it is a pretty big pretty big transition into the NFL and then um, right as he was starting to get rolling he broke his hand I mean that's a I mean that's a pretty significant injury for a wide receiver to overcome, especially a rookie wide receiver. Um, so he really never got back on track. By then, uh, Terrell Pryor had really established himself as well as the number one there. So there wasn't I don't think as big of a there wasn't a as big of a need for Corey Coleman last year to really go out and make plays and really force him onto the field type of thing. So I think this year there probably will be a bigger emphasis on getting him onto the field and seeing what he is.
0: And remember, this guy was the number one receiver draft in the NFL draft last year. Crazy. So some people, again, you might be able to get Corey Coleman for really cheap right now. Right. Might be worth the investment. I love swooping on players that were drafted or high draft picks last year. That are people...
1: Coming off a down year. Yeah, coming, coming off, off of a down, down year after mm-hmm. year one and people yep.
0: are just like already ready to give up on him. Hey, I'll give you... 2-1 for Corey Coleman. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll take 2-1. All right, cool, yeah, thanks. I'll take that one pick, 1-3 one from last year. Sure. So Corey Coleman, a guy that I think is going to take another step this year, which is not hard to do from last year, but I think he's going to start to solidify his draft status from last year. Where Laquan Treadwell is not like guaranteed, who was our number one rookie receiver coming into last year, and Corey Coleman I think is going to start showing where at least, hey, that draft class wasn't strong, but he still holds value for the owners that did draft him. His big thing is just obviously going to be staying healthy. If he gets hurt again this year and has another, you know, six seven game part of the season where he's going to miss games, then I'm already going to be like, yeah, this guy's just injured opponent He's never going to do anything. Sure. So, number two on our list.
1: Uh, number two is um, wide receiver Chester Rogers from the Indianapolis Colts. A
0: lot of hype coming out on Chester. A
1: lot of hype on Chester. The guy, uh, second year guy out of Grambling, so a smaller school. Um, and really, um, he's already up to the number three wide receiver role basically there, ahead of, you know, former first round pick, um, Philip Dorset and some of the other guys there. And lo and behold, he's uh, locked
0: in as number three.
1: He's locked in as number three right as of now. Um, but where I see the true value coming in is I've never been super high on Dante Moncrief, and he spent most of last season dinged up with a shoulder injury, which he already has got another um, shoulder injury coming coming through camp already. And those those are the type of injuries that have a tendency to linger and, and really affect the wide receiver, especially their ability to, like, raise their arms up above, the, above their head to make, you know, the tough catches up above their head type of thing. So um, I could really see Chester Rogers sliding into the number two role at some point this year, and, I mean, for – for a guy that's virtually an unknown, not a lot of people have heard his name, only coming off, you know, two hundred and seventy three yards last year. Had, I, I could see he a had huge news show. coming out him
0: last year. I picked sure. up in a lot of my dynasty leagues right. because there was a lot of rumblings about him like shining in practice at mm-hmm. times last year, enough where I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go pick him up, stash him in the bottom of my roster, see what I have going into next year. Sure. Uh, we still have to see what's gonna happen with Andrew Luck. We don't even know if Andrew Luck's gonna start the season healthy.
1: Right, good point. Which
0: is a concern. But Chester Rogers, if he's available on your waiver wire by some chance, which I'm sure he is in some leagues out there, definitely worth a pickup, definitely worth a stash. Kind of to maintain, where if he gets to where Matt says to where he can get that number two role for a couple games here and there and see what he has, to put himself to kind of shine for going into his third year. But right. This is only his second year, so his third year might be the year where you get really good value. But now's the time to grab Chester Rogers, hold on to him, stash him in your pocket, and hope it turns into. Good. I mean,
1: if Dante Moncrief misses a four-game stretch or something, you're looking at pretty solid numbers out of this guy, probably in the 800 yards range by the end of the year, in my in, in my estimation, if not a little bit more.
0: And Moncrief's still on his rookie contract. That's sure. coming up here. I think he's going to be going in year four next year. So he's no guaranteed and, lock to stay in there as well. If Chester Rogers can kind of succeed.
1: And look at Moncrief's you know history as a whole. I mean, he's he's a lot of hype and not a lot of substance. So he's a big dynasty
0: name with a lot of hype going into him. Uh, I'm not done with Moncrief, but I see where you're going with that. Okay. So I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't disagree with you. Uh, but Moncrief's kind of one of those guys. If you have them, you're holding because you can't sell them, and you're just hoping, yeah, it pans out.
1: But from the Indianapolis Colts standpoint, as their organization, I don't think his spot is is untouchable. No. Hundred percent. I think I think his spot can be taken pretty easily.
0: Yeah, there's only two people in the offense that are untouchable. That's Ty, Ty, Ty Hill and Andrew Luck. Right. That's it. Uh, next guy on the list, guy we've been talking about a lot, Paul Perkins. Paul. Oh. Now, Paul Perkins, like breakout. We all know. We all know about Paul Perkins. Sure. Okay, but what has Paul Perkins done?
1: Not much, man. Breakout. Yeah. Oh, oh breakout. <laughs> I mean, it's so uh, last year, yeah, he's coming off a year where he's, he, you know, he only rushed for 456 yards. Um, he did catch 15 balls for 162 yards, so it's not like this guy has had a big breakout. Yeah, me and you both think that he has the potential to, and it looks like you know everything is leaning towards him getting that opportunity. This is where it
0: completely reverses where opportunity kind of comes into effect here. Right. I mean, who is behind? We talked about this. But who's behind him? Right. You have Shane Vereen, who's going to be a third down running back there. But again, this is a guy that's hurt, you know, all the time. Sure. All the time. Sure. I mean, what he tears trice- triceps twice last I, I, year.
1: I believe you're right. Yes.
0: Yeah, it's healed. Oops, no, it's not. Uh so opportunity alone, where he's going to be viable this year, no matter what, barn healthy. But he, I think he's going to put himself. I personally think Paul Perkins is going to put himself in position to be not only viable this year, for but for the next couple years to come.
1: I agree, man. I like. I like his. Um, I like his this year potential, and actually the next few years down the line. We well. liked him coming out. Yeah, and he, I mean, he, ca- he, hard. he catches the ball well out of the backfield. I mean
0: – That's what I don't get. Like a lot of people are talking about, well, you know, you have Shane Marine, who's going be the third down back. And I'm like, well, Paul Perkins catches the ball just fine. Right. He has the ability to be a true three-down running back he in the NFL. He absolutely does. And I think he's totally going to take advantage of being in that offense with all those weapons around him, with bringing in Evan Ingram too. So you literally have four viable receiving weapons. To be re- he's going to have a lot of opportunity to succeed, find holes, find open lanes, and gain yards and score touchdowns. I like Paul Perkins. You're not going to bring in a lot. He's he's going to have a good opportunity to be the goal linebacker there as well. I think his fantasy production could literally put – it would not surprise me if Paul Perkins is a running back one this year. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't. At least, yeah, big. me neither. So take him, break him out, let him roam free, reap it up. I'm buying him. He's one of those players where sometimes like – you know, people don't want to give up on him, right? Or they don't want to trade him because they, know, oh, he could break out, he's going to be the starter there this year. But with the right name on your dynasty roster, you can get him. Falls in that category of it looks like you're overpaying now, but six runs from six months from now, it's like, "Wow, you got a
1: good yeah, deal." Yeah, wow, I got I got great value there.
0: Exactly. Yep. So, you, those are risks you have to make a dynasty, man. You got Sometimes you got to buy right before that breakout period yeah, before they cannot be bought again. Uh Next guy on the list, who do we have?
1: Um, Tyreek the Freak.
0: He kind of broke out last year a little bit.
1: He kind of did, but I mean, he really. I mean, if you did, if you if you didn't have a guy, or if you don't count like return yards in your thing, he didn't really break break out. He only had 593 yards receiving, and then like another 267. Something total yards, is pretty yeah. Damn good. I mean, it's pretty damn good, but it, but it's not like. You're not – it's not 1,400 yards. It's no. not Odell Beckham, you know, his rookie year. Well, where, it's Odell Beckham. Right, exactly. Um, but obviously, um, with with the situation that they have there now, he's he's going to be the number one guy there.
0: Reports kind of camp is he looks – him and Alex Smith are all over it. Like right. They're tearing it up. He looks great. He's going to be a number one receiver. I'm really intrigued with him for redraft leagues this year. I think he's going to be very viable. I think he's going to take a big step forward. This can be the year – where Tyreek Hill becomes one of those top common names where his his ADP is just going to jump and then be there for the next couple of years because he's not going to be hurt by a quarterback change. If anything, it should get better with the likes of Pat Mahomes coming in here with the next 12 months.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, Pat Mahomes has the bigger arm and, and can and get the ball downfield to him. But I think Tyreek Hill, is, he's a good enough, um, just obviously – at just eluding people and stuff like that, that you can throw him a, a quick little bubble screen. You know, Alex Smith they can throw him a quick little bubble screen, and yeah, he could take that to the house. He literally gets carried on so, the backfield. Right. So he, he's very multi dimensional, and he doesn't need a guy to throw him the ball deep just because he's a speedster. He can get those balls right at the line of scrimmage and make things happen.
0: Yeah, if you count return yards in your league, this guy will be literally one of the most. He has the potential to be the one of the most valuable dynasty assets out there.
1: Well, yeah, if you if you have him you know, in a league that does count return yards, you, you almost can't even put him in this category because he already broke out last year.
0: Yeah, with his speed and the way he can play and do what he did in year one, right. I mean, Tyree Kill could le- legitimately take a step into wide receiver one categories. He can be two years ago what Allen Robinson was. Sure, He could be that kind of guy where Allen Robinson's hype literally went from here to here. He could be Michael Thomas, where Michael Thomas was you know, the third rookie, fourth rookie taken in his rookie draft, and now he's a first round overall startup pit player. Right. Very least, very high in the second round player. There's not many players I'd want over Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas looks really good in camp already. For people who are saying, hey, Michael Thomas is going to take a step back in year two.
1: He's looking really good. Not so fast. Out, yeah, of, I mean...
0: S- out of Saints' camp, they're saying him off the quick slant on the out, out of the slot is literally uncoverable at right. this point. So Michael Thomas looks really good.
1: I don't understand why people would think you'd take a step back year or two with especially with Brandon Cooks being moved on uh to New England as well. I mean that just frees up more targets.
0: Yeah, Michael Thomas is pretty much to me is looking like exactly like what when we said his ceiling can Because I remember I remember talking about him as a rookie, like you I was like, Oh, he has that blood lineage of uh Keyshawn Johnson. And when he did make those plays Ohio State looked really good. And I remember, I remember you were a little bit hesitant because uh, it was just so few. Tape. It, it so was just a few tape.
1: Yeah, it was just so few and far between that they, it was a hard offense to really gauge a wide receiver in, to be honest.
0: But we had him pretty high. Yeah, well, no, we know yeah, we did. Still, liked them here. Uh, speaking of really good camps, too, I know this is completely off-subject as well. I want to mention this again. In case you want to try and buy a player who's a superstar low, John McClain for, out of out of Texas, really well-renowned uh, sports writer out there in Texas is Every week, I keep reading them. I follow him on Twitter. It's just talking about DeAndre Hopkins this is literally having the best camp he's ever had as a Houston Texan. Just want to throw that out there as well, in case you don't know. Now you know, Nuke is going to be a stud. I mentioned this last week too, but I just love that guy so much.
1: He threw out a big endorsement to uh,
0: Tom Savage behind
1: Tom Savage as well there to be the starting quarterback. Not that you know, not that ultimately that matters, but. Um... I think it matters because I think Tom Savage is going to win, and and that's I think an important relationship to have. And him and
0: Nuke are having right. that really good uh, rapport right. right now, which is always good for DeAndre Hopkins owner. He's going to get paid. He'll be a superstar. We'll see where he goes from there. Absolutely. Moving on, moving to on. Two guys that are uh, second-year players. Right now. Now we were talking about Will Fu- Will Fuller earlier being a turd ferg. Right, and
1: we were actually just talking about Nuke as well. So it's it's very. Topical. So
0: who who's gonna be the number two in Houston? CJ Fedorowitz?
1: Eh. Not likely.
0: Yeah, I'll pass on that grass. <laughs> uh Braxton Miller's having a solid little camp out there, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now,
0: if you go back to old podcasts and you listen to this too, we said it would not surprise me within the next year or so, after he learns a position, if it's actually Braxton Miller who is the number two receiver there. Not Will, Not Fuller. Will Fuller. Right. And Will Fuller was the first-round pick. We said that. That's on tape. That's quoted. Here it is. Braxton Miller starting to show a little something in camp and has the potential to win that new number two spot. They have Jalen Strong there. Jalen Strong is the amount of the jack squat. And I was a Jalen Strong fan. Kind of whiffed on that one. But Braxton Miller starting to show here, who's a hell of an athlete, and he's big. He's like 6'2". He's a big guy.
1: He's bi- Yeah, he's a lot bigger than... He, you would think, seeing him in, in college, he looked like he was maybe around six foot tall, but he is six foot two, 215, and and he's a freak athlete. And once he gets this thing fully figured out at the wide receiver position, I mean, look out.
0: Think of Terrell Pryor. right? He's like Terrell Pryor 2.0. That's what Ohio State quarterbacks do. They go to the NFL, they don't play quarterback, they play receiver, and then they do it well. Braxton Miller has potential here. Again, potential to take a step forward, which is from that that step forward of being a 0.0 to even if you get mount to like a high-end wide receiver four this year, I'm okay with that because that's progress in the right direction for Braxton Miller. And right now, this is a guy that you might potentially be able to get off your waiver wire.
1: Right on. I mean, I'd be surprised if he wasn't drafted just because his draft's lineage or whatever. Third round. It's about how your waiver
0: work, of course. Well, if you listen to this podcast, you drafted him, right? Right, absolutely. But so, maybe you just started listening to podcasts four four weeks ago, and you haven't been listening for four years, like most people have.
1: Swoop him off if he's there, obviously, because now he's got a great opportunity as well with Wolf. Eric, swoop going. him up. So you say what? Tight end. Uh huh. Sure.
0: People have got high hopes for him too. They sure do. I'd be roaming. I'd be roaming. Uh, ancient Rome Coliseum. Thumbs down.
1: Thumbs down on that guy? Yeah,
0: he'd be like Will Fuller. Yeah, okay. Uh, But Braxton Miller, some pretty some pretty solid upside there. They need somebody else in an offense to offside Hopkins.
1: Offside, yeah, absolutely. Um, And obviously, he doesn't do the same kind of things either. He's not the same kind of athlete. Not um, even close. Right, they're totally different. So they would be... Um,
0: Daniel Hopkins is like an angel out there.
1: <laughs> Your love for that guy.
0: He's just that good. I know. There's no I, lo- I know. I, it still drives me crazy when people say DeAndre Ho- Odell Beckham is the best catcher in the NFL. I, I, I still think it's DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Just mm. me. I mean, I think you're splitting hairs.
0: Just me. I'm not a barber.
1: <laughs> That's cutting hairs.
0: Oh, Okay. All right. Thanks for. Oh those, More news and notes out of Houston. I, sure. I might as well just be a Houston Texas All fan. Right. Go ahead, John McLean. After his little, uh, you know, snafu with uh, the law, I think it was De- Deontay Foreman. Sure. Yeah. Whatever was going on there.
1: Yeah, there was like a marijuana possession thing yeah. that that was later.
0: McLean said it's the best thing that happened to him because once he got back in camp, he's looked pretty damn good. Sweet. So they Pro- might re-proving himself. They're going to put Lamar Miller into that role where he wants to reduce his carries. So maybe split him out a little bit wide. Deontay Foreman, people that took him there in the second round, might come away a little satisfied year one. Nice. I think we're going to see a little bit de- more Deontay Foreman than we anticipated.
1: That's. I mean, that's great. I, I'm not. I'm not a big. Lamar Miller fan um, we
0: know this you've said it 5,622 times
1: so I'm rooting for Foreman. <laughs> go Foreman go Foreman
0: name all your fun name all your sons Deontay <laughs> uh, moving on moving to on the sixth guy we're talking about now this might shock a little people
1: this might man
0: Nelson Alcalor, the
1: um, Eagles. no you totally missed one but that's okay
0: Rico Gathers
1: <laughs> there you go Rico Gathers um
0: They're both going to shock some people. Well, guess who's coming after Rico?
1: Nelson Algalor is no longer going to shock anybody. But Rico Gathers, um, second-year tight end out of Baylor, and basically he's a guy that never played football except for, you know, like peewee football and maybe maybe played high school. This was
0: a guy that you talked about. I didn't really have a lot on Rico Gathers, but this is a guy that you talked up as somebody who said, hey, take it to the back end of your rookie draft because you know he, he has athleticism to potentially do something if he can kind of figure it out
1: and and really he's he's developed I think a lot quicker than the Dallas Cowboys thought that he would and they're even they're they're they've gone out as, uh, on a limb and said that they want to see it like as much basically as they can here I saw that throughout all throughout the summer and and he played a lot during that first Hall of Fame game and he looked well man he looked really good I mean
0: look at the he, best athlete on the offensive field
1: he absolutely did and he's Basically impossible to cover. He's one of those guys that's, you know, six foot six, 280, 290 pounds. You can't, like, you can't get around him and he gets up and jumps for the ball, just like a basketball player. So, I mean, he's ridiculously hard to guard in the red zone. And, you know, he's learning how to play the tight end position from a future Hall of Famer in Jason Witten. And he's just a freak athlete and you can't teach the size and the athleticism that he has. So, for me, I don't think he's going to be like a guy that's. He's. I don't think he's gonna, you know, have like 900 yards or anything this year, but I could see him having like a 400 yard season where it where isn't necessarily like oh this guy's this is that, but people I think are gonna notice him. Whereas and now you can get him completely free. I think after this year, people are gonna know what they have in him, and you're not gonna be able to get him.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't think he falls in a category of breakout. That's why he was on your list. But right. Some of you should definitely pick up. That's, I, I guess play. that's why I wanted to and, mention it. kudos to you for... And I said, I mean, obviously you can go back, log our podcast, and if you can go back and listen to a lot of stuff that Matt said about Rico Gathers, because I had nothing on Rico Gathers. This was mostly... This is your guy from right. way back then, and now it's starting to come to fruition. So it's always nice when you have one of those guys who are real deep sleepers that you believe in. Sure. And everything you say they could potentially do starts to come fruition. He's got a long ways to go. Oh, yeah, definitely. But... It start. He's starting to. He's a he's a flower that's starting to blossom.
1: Absolutely. So pick him. <laughs> I don't think that's how, how that's supposed to work. Yeah, he's, he's, so he slowly dies.
0: <laughs> it's like my wife. She's like, "Why don't you ever buy me flowers?" I'm like, "What do you, you do? I just want to just take money and throw it in the garbage can." <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, my wife gets so I don't buy flowers.
1: You're so romantic.
0: I don't buy cards.
1: I what? love buying cards. I think I cards are hilarious.
0: Loath- oh no 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 no! Cards are hilarious <laughs> when you read them, but it's like literally you literally give somebody a card, they open it up, they see there's no money in it, and they're already disappointed. <laughs> if you're if you're under the age of twelve, uh, but then what do you do with the card afterwards?
1: Oh, they all get tossed. Yeah,
0: exactly. Good. Hey, here's six bucks. Throw it in the garbage. I get you. I don't know. It just I don't know. I'm selfish like that with my money. All right, my wife on the other hand, she's, she's like, "Hey, that's another fork. We should buy that. We have a hundred forks." Didn't you ever read "A Hundred and One Dalmatians"?
1: <laughs> Sometimes some people are good at making money, and some people are good at spending money. Right? Yeah.
0: Just... <laughs> I know my wife falls a lot on it. <laughs> hey, the computer needs a new hard drive. It costs two hundred bucks to fix. We should just buy another one. <laughs> what is wrong with you, woman? Uh, Moving on. And now, listen. On this the 3rd players, the next guy we're going to talk about, you're never going to guess.
1: You're never going to guess. You're
0: going to have no idea what his name is, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to spring on you. He's a former first-round pick. No. Oh. Uh, he plays for a team that is named after a bird. Okay. They're green. All right. They have great cheese steak. Okay. Uh, it's in Pennsylvania.
1: This is intriguing.
0: I'm talking about Torrey Smith. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> no, just Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. Now, again, Nelson kind of falls into the category of what have you done for me lately?
1: Well, what have you done, period, basically. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Now,
0: he's a former first-round pick out of USC, uh, showed well there enough where I got some sh- shares of uh, Nelson Aguilar because you and Mike really put me on to him. Yeah, we uh, did. And the more tape I watched, I was like, ooh, I'm kind of intrigued. I think I'm going to get some shares of this guy in my rookie drafts. And right now he's done nothing. But right, he's had a really good camp so far. Lots of praise coming out of, on him. People are saying, well, it's going to be him or Jordan Matthews. Doug Peterson came out, I think, yesterday and said, no, Jordan Matthews is fine. Right. But they still might move Al Galore to the slot. Remember, this is a former first-round pick player here. So maybe it takes him some players three years. That's the thing people got to remember. Some rookies take two, three years to develop.
1: Sure, and it looked a lot like um, it was – it was mentally straining the second year obviously i mean they like basically shut him down for a week and 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 he was deactivated one one full game and he just kind of needed a a mid-season break so i don't know if it was you know the doug peterson offense coming in or, or what the big deal was um but obviously it was a big transition year last year for him and where he never really got a chance to to progress um in his career but it sounds like you know everything has been straightened out. He's he's on a much better path, and he's having a great camp.
0: Yeah, I'm st- I'm hesitant to say he's going to be fantasy relevant, but like I know in Scott Fishbowl, I took a, hit, a share of him. Sure, uh, and in Dynasty League startup, I would take shares of him just because you still you have a former first round pick, and the fact that he's already starting to show well in camp now can also show me that okay maybe he's not right in Philadelphia. But maybe he does have the potential to even possibly go somewhere else and be that former first round pick that has maybe low end wide receiver value down the road. Because again, if a fantasy guy could just get to that low end wide receiver three value, then he's startable. Sure. Then he has then he has he has value to my team. And Nelson Aguilar right now has no value in dynasty startups or di- in the dynasty world. If you do a dynasty startup, and you've done one lately, you know if you have a thirty round mock draft. You can get Nelson Aguilar right around round twenty five. Sure, which is nothing. That's I mean, free.
1: I mean, that's free. That's that's you know a lot of those people are just waiver fodder. Yeah, some people draft
0: fire. literally draft Calvin Johnson ahead of <laughs> Nelson Aguilar,
1: which is silly. But I've seen it. Uh huh.
0: So yeah, I'm not going to get too in depth about Nelson uh, Nelson Aguilar, but the potential is there. Worth noting. Absolutely. Uh, next guy on the list.
1: Uh, Mr. Duke Johnson, Jr., uh, running back to the Cleveland Browns. Um, there's been a lot of hype about this guy. Obviously, um, this is only relevant in a PPR league. Um,
0: only relevant in PPR leagues. Right.
1: Um, obviously, he's been getting praised by the the wide receiver coach there for, for having as good of hands as any wide receiver on the team type of thing.
0: The Browns have one of the best wide receiver coaches in the NFL and Al Saunders. Really highly thought of in the NFL. And he came out yeah this week and said, Hey, he would catch him just as good as any of our receivers.
1: Right. And and that's his thing, you know. He he's not going to gain many yards um rushing the ball from scrimmage. I mean, he's probably going to he's probably going to end up right around where he's been every other year, right around 300 yards, 350 yards um rushing. But receiving, you know, you can get another 6 600 yards out of the guy, uh, maybe even more than that. And and that puts him at a nice little, you know, Running back two, low end running back two type of guy.
0: Yeah, I mean if he can catch fifty footballs for six sure. hundred yards, sure. come away with, like you said, two hundred fifty rushing yards, mm-hmm. eight hundred fifty yards on the season with those fifty points in receiving,
1: mm-hmm.
0: could be a running back two. Right, definitely be a running back two. Kind of fall into almost that Kevin Coleman kind of category where Kevin Coleman was a wide running back one for a while there, and Duke Johnson actually goes into if you go to Pro Football Focus and looks at stats like right there. With the ball in his hands, actually, after he has the ball in his hands, after, like, the so-many, like, two-yard line, Duke Johnson was actually one of the most elusive players in the NFL last year. So he knows what to do with the ball in his hands. So when they throw him the ball, he can actually get upfield and make something happen. So, again, everybody's on the Isaiah Correll train. I'm on the Isaiah Correll train. Sure, sure. Right? But it's going to put Duke Johnson. People are instantly going to put Duke Johnson. Okay, Crow's the starter there. Duke Johnson's just a change of pace back. He holds no value. False. These are the kind of running backs in PPR leagues that really do hold value. The guys like Gio Bernard. The guys like Danny Woodhead. Does Danny Woodhead have value? Sure. Are you drafting Danny Woodhead pretty high in a redraft league this year to have as potentially a running back two? uh, Who has a potential to be a running back one this year? Absolutely. That's where Duke Johnson can fall into that category.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it would take a... um... It would take an injury to Crow for him to get up to those, you know, running back one numbers. Okay. But yeah, I'm with you on the running back two. I think he can be a low end running back two type of guy. Yeah,
0: with the the how many injuries happen in fantasy football at the running back position, a guy like Dude Johnson easily slides his way into a running back two category there. Sure,
1: and, and and there probably will be a few weeks when he is a running back one. So you know, I mean, he's a he's a good guy to have around just for his catching ability and and he's gonna t- he's gonna catch. I mean. There's two years of stuff that shows you he's going to catch 55 to 60 balls already, and and you know who knows with a, with a better quarterback situation maybe he gets a little bit more better
0: quarterback situation more commitment to the run, sure, which more running backs on the field could definitely increase that ticks. Every tick that gets increased there says if he goes already from the 50 55 catches he's already catching right. to the 65 70 category, that's a whole another level of fantasy talent. Sure, you can't overlook guys like that. You can't overlook fantasy potential like that. Some of you want to acquire where people are like, oh, you have Duke Johnson, but he's not startable. He will absolutely have the potential to be startable.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I dig it.
0: Moving on. Yep. Next guy, Chris Conley, Kansas Chris, City Chiefs.
1: Chris Conley. I mean, much for the same reasons as Tyreek Hill, I guess at this point is um, opportunity is the biggest thing. But this is a guy that really um, has steadily increased the past few years as well. I mean, he went from a, a guy that only – you know, his rookie year, he had 17 receptions for 199 yards to a guy that last year, um, put up 44 receptions for 530 yards. And that's when he was, when he was, you know, like basically used as the fourth option. And yeah,
0: behind Kelsey, behind Hill, behind Macklin.
1: Right. So now Macklin shipped out, um, and obviously he's he's the bigger of the two wide receivers left over. So I mean I think he's gonna get some of those uh type of first down chain moving uh receptions to go along, you know, with with the receptions that he had last year. I think I mean I could see him getting up to that sixty five seventy reception watermark, basically.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely his like ceiling. Okay. Uh, I'm not I don't know, man. I'm not all in on Chris Conley. I think the opportunities there. Sure. I think he's kind of a jag. I don't think he does anything kind of special. I think he'll be more... His relevance is just, like you said, is going to be because of opportunity. It is there. And maybe he does prove me wrong. Maybe he kind of holds his own there. Uh, he'd be somebody, if he does anything, I'd be looking this to get out from under and see if I can get some value. I'd be, I'd be trying to shop him to the guys that want those really young players that are going to take the next step. Because I can see Chris Conley easily being that guy who does something... But it's more of just like a wide receiver four bench guy. You throw in there for spots, starts, and he would need like more of like Tyreek Hill, who are the number one areas to get hurt. No, if yeah, he, I totally. I he mean, needs to be peppered to have fantasy relevance. I totally
1: agree with you. I mean, uh, if if you had the choice between the two, you're obviously looking at Tyreek Hill. He's obviously the more dynamic guy. But um, I, I really do think both of those guys, both of their opportunities have, have vastly improved. Okay.
0: Next guy. Now, Devontae Parker. Devontae. We talked about him earlier with Jay Cutler. He has an 80-inch wingspan, could get up, get the ball, really good hands. I think Parker is ready to finally, in his third year, take a really big step forward and show the quality receiver that we were talking about three years ago that he could be. I think this is the year he's going to come in and say, hey, I'm here. I'm the Dolphins' number one receiver. You don't worry about Jarvis Landry going somewhere else because you can count on me to be the guy. I think Jay Cutler and him are going to have a really good relationship. I think they're gonna fall in love at first sight. Oh,
1: gonna
0: be buying each other chocolates, splitting milkshakes with one milkshake, two straws.
1: Thump 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 thump. Yeah, that's my heart beating. I know, I
0: can hear it all mm-hmm. over here. I can feel it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So we all know who Devante Parker is, but Devante Parker could be bought pretty low right now, and not low to the point where like he's free, but for the right price, with the right package of some guys that are like okay, like. Like a Brandon Marshall package with something else going into it, you could probably acquire Devonte Parker.
1: No, yeah, I think so. I I, I got him last year for um, a pretty good deal.
0: Yeah, you raped somebody. You just you bohekaed him.
1: I mean, it was Matt Jones <laughs> yeah. before Matt Jones got fired. Yeah, basically, that, and what before Devonte Parker? That did is anything.
0: the clear definition of Bohica.
1: Hey, listen, when you ask somebody. Hey, they're asking you for a running back. You give them a choice. They pick them, and and they strip the guy over. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be talked to like that, Rich. It wasn't my fault. I gave the guy. It no, I gave the guy hey, the options. He if picked you're him. the
0: one doing the bohica, then God bless you. All right, yeah, I love to do it personally. It doesn't happen very often. No, but when I can do it. I come away satisfied. Okay. Every single time.
1: Well, I don't like to do people like that, Rich. Okay. I don't mind. I know you don't. If
0: they're willing over to bend over and here it comes again, (laughs) then I'm okay with it. But meanwhile, back at the backhave, Rob Kelly's the starter in Washington. Samaj P. Ryan's the number two. Chris Thompson's the third down back. And Matt Jones
1: is riding the pine.
0: It's likely not even going to be a Washington Redskin when the time comes. Sure. When the chopping block comes down. Pull your dreads back, and let's get a clear. Look at that neck because it is getting chopped. Right. So, so. back to
1: Devontae Parker. He, obviously, this is a guy that he, you know, rookie year, nearly 500 yards. Last year, 745. So he's had a nice little steady increase. I think I think. I agree this is the year that he has the big ball.
0: I think he jumps over 1,000 yards this year. I do, too. I'm real interested to see where he goes with the touchdown center. I know they got Julius Thomas, who's your big receiving threat, but I think – What's really going to propel Devontae Parker into that next ep- echelon of a high-end wide receiver two is with a touch- where he's going to break up 1,000 yards and he's going to get close to those double-digit touchdowns. I was going to say,
1: say 8, 9, 10 touchdowns.
0: That's going to push him. If he can get to right. double-digit touchdowns, he could be a wide receiver one this year. Right on. Ready to see Devontae Parker take that step. Really glad to see it. This is a guy that I really believed in coming out of Louisville. Still believing. I'm still a fan of DP. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't smirk at me. When I say it,
1: I'll that. just leave it at that.
0: Moving on, the number ten.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, Amir Abdullah. I'm intrigued.
1: All right, that makes one of us.
0: Now, I know you don't like Amir Abdullah coming out of Nebraska. I don't. All right, he catches the ball well, but so does Theo Rick. But listen here, son. I think Jim Bob Cooter <laughs> is going to do himself just right. The Cooter with the Amir Abdullah in Blagada. <laughs> now listen, he's going to have little uh, Amir Abdullah out the left, little Theo Riddick on the right, little Matt Stafford's going to drop back. Hey, Amir, catch this! Catch that, Jim Bob Cooter. You guru, you. Uh, listen, the Lions are coming out and they're saying, "Listen, Amir Abdullah is the man. He is our starting running back." We took this guy in the second round. We're going to give him the rock. He's going to be successful. Yes, Theo Riddick outshined him everywhere he was last year, but he's ready to take a step forward.
1: Well, I mean, Amir only played two games last year, so I mean, there wasn't much to even shine there.
0: I'm going to let it shine.
1: But I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Five, five. I mean, he's like 5'9, 200 pounds. He's a tiny guy. He's not a, I know that they're, they're saying he's their feature guy. I. The proof is going to be in the pudding for me. When I see him grinding out you know, 20, 25 touches a game, then I'll believe that Amir Abdul is their feature guy. But I honestly don't think that he can hold up to it. I don't think he's going to be able to stay healthy if he has that kind of workload. And uh, for me, uh, I'm not buying it.
0: So I say break out, you say break down. Break down. Now, if they do, they're going to be drafting a running back pretty high next year, which would not surprise P.S., me either.
1: They need to draft a running back next year pretty high.
0: A guy like Nick Chubb,
1: yeah, somebody man. They need a foundation a back. Barkley. None, none of these guys are foundation backs that they have on their team.
0: Yeah, I have my. I, I look at my paper. It says Amir Abdullah question mark. What well, yeah. I want to talk about because I have my reservations around him too. You can't buy a Abdullah uh, because everybody's expecting him to break out. Right, his name's been mentioned.
1: His name has been. I'm I'm not buying it though. Um, I don't I don't see it. I I may be wrong there. I may be totally wrong on this guy completely, but I haven't liked him since day one, and I still don't like him.
0: I like him as a solid, like, mid-range. Uh, Barney stays healthy, mid-range running back too. prepare leagues. I that's my I, that's my thing. I, I think Theo Rick comes cuts into his passing game a little bit, yeah. uh, so that hurts a little bit. But we'll we'll see. Next guy on the list uh, is a guy we've been talking about for a while that I've been talking about is Ty Montgomery sure. for the Green Bay Packers, sure. converted wide receiver. He didn't do. He had, you can say, oh well, last year he broke out. No, no. No, did he, he, out last he year? did
1: not. I mean, he got an opportunity last year to show what he can do for this year. Um, But at 400, uh, 457 yards rushing. That's and, not breaking out. No, and then 348 yards receiving. That's that's far from breaking out.
0: And some people are kind of worried about because people are saying, oh, Jamal Williams is pushing them mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I am all, I'm telling you, I am totally infatuated with Ty Montgomery. I've tried to acquire him in all my dynasty leagues. Nobody's budging. Nobody's giving me any kind of even response back. I'm like, hey, I'll give you this and this for Ty and Montgomery. And they're just like, decline. And I'm like, why did you decline? And they're like, blocked. I'm like, well, okay, that's good. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, I have been in uh, one of the leagues they were in, So.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I offered you something for him, too.
1: What did you offer me?
0: I don't know. Probably something awesome.
1: Probably something terrible if I declined it.
0: No, but, um, <laughs> You don't make any trades. No, we made trades. I was going to say, we
1: made a trade on the air in that league.
0: Oh, yeah. What was that? So I gave Alshon, and you took?
1: Uh, your first-round pick. Evan Ingram. I got Evan Ingram. So
0: I got Alshon and Jeffrey. You got Evan Ingram. Yep. I think I won that trade.
1: I think you lost that trade, sir. The truth
0: will be <laughs> in the pudding. Yep. When, uh, when
1: when your boy is on the shelf again this year. Stop it. With some nagging hamstring injury for four or five games, and Evan Ingram's tearing it up. We'll see who
0: shoulder won. injury for Alstrand.
1: That's what he has now. <laughs> what he has later will be a hamstring injury because he does not keep himself in shape.
0: Time shirt. will tell. Talk about now. you know who else I'm trying to get at? You know, Tubagoo wise, who I'm all we're saying like guys that aren't gonna break out and they're gonna go more downhill? Kelvin Benjamin.
1: He was supposed to be reported to camp in
0: I saw him in camp. I saw him bent over before he, like he was four months pregnant.
1: <laughs> he's at he's at two hundred forty pounds. That's his combine weight.
0: Dude, I don't it's Understood. all
1: it's all redistributed to his gut. But, when
0: I see mock drafts and startup I, drafts and I, people take Calvin Benjamin and where he's going, I'm like, what? Are you, like, what are you
1: doing? I'm trying to like play devil's advocate advocate and like kind of defend Calvin Benjamin, but he's terrible. Yeah, he's a fat tub of goo.
0: Even he, when he's in shape, he catches 50 percent of his footballs. Right. Yeah. Talk about when you have a list of guys you want nothing to do with or any shares of.
1: He tops my Calvin. List. Yeah.
0: Like we we're talking about guys like. Who could you trade to go get a guy that is not going to be cheap? Like, if I can get Ty Montgomery for Kelvin Benjamin,
1: what about Yippee Paul Perkins? Ka-Yi. Yeah, Paul Perkins, you're going to make that move? I yeah, would 100%. I would 100%. 100%. 100%. And people
0: are like, now.
1: And usually, and usually we're the ones advocating getting rid of the running backs and getting the young wide receivers, but in this case, completely. Opposite.
0: Yeah, I'd be trying to get Corey Coleman for. T- yeah. Listen, every guy we just pretty much mentioned that sounds pretty like that aren't about like obviously not Nelson Gore. But if you can get Tyree Kill for Calvin Benjamin, oh. do it quickly. If you can get Corey Coleman for Calvin Benjamin, do it quickly. Now, I would even safely bet you could probably give Calvin Benjamin for Paul Perkins and actually get like a pickback too. Sure. Like, hey man, I'll give you uh Calvin Benjamin for Paul Perkins in a second. Yeah. Okay, man, cool.
1: I bet you you could. And I think I
0: right. just spoke he could you. Meanwhile.
1: <laughs> mean, meanwhile. Um,
0: Next year you're going to be like, oh, thank God I listen to Dynasty Nerds Podcast.
1: Calvin Benjamin, Eddie Lacy, and who else is is fat now? or are just is sitting at a buffet eating themselves into oblivion. You can
0: read all about John Dement, one of our top writers for DynastyNerds.com. If you don't follow him at Dynasty John, I don't, ever, I don't know why I don't ever talk about John in the podcast. You need to follow him. He's, sure. a, he's a tremendous yeah. dynasty writer his articles are literally fantastic love having john as part of our site him and all our writers Corey, all those guys but john puts out content like it's just at a rapid pace and he just had an article go up yesterday called fat fat it was like fat players or something or fat projection or taking fat out it's about fat guys <laughs> uh and kelvin <laughs> benjamin's an article all right uh fat production i think it was called nice with fat and pro- yeah fat production with Fat in parentheses because some guys are fat. Sure, Eddie Lacy's fat, Eddie, but he's, he's fat somewhat Eddie. productive. Sure, Kelvin Benjamin's fat, but he's only productive. If he's scoring touchdowns.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, get out from him. <laughs> yeah, Devontae De Parker. You, obviously, you can't do that trade, but I mean, it's worth a shot. Uh, Amir Abdullah, you wouldn't do that, but no, I would not. I would do that too for Kelvin Benjamin. I'd rather Amir Abdullah. I'd rather risk my. To be
1: honest, I might though. I might even want Amir Abdullah over him.
0: All right, so here's the players on the list you want to try and offer for Calvin Benjamin. If you have Calvin Benjamin, which is you're already doing, you're making a mistake right there. Uh, But Corey Coleman, Paul Perkins, Duke Johnson, Devontae Parker, Amir Abdullah, Ty Montgomery, Tyreek Hill. Sure. You're like, I'd take Rico Gathers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rico. So,
0: all right, well, that's it. Uh, That's uh, this week's episode of second third year breakout players we have preseason games this week i'll actually oh, be at the browns yeah, game yeah. on thursday enjoy man. the game yeah i'll probably leave at halftime starts at eight o'clock i gotta i got stuff i gotta do yeah catch the first half see my boy david and joku the crow duke Corey coleman brock the rock
1: brock the rock is what you're gonna mostly see in that no i guess i guess first half i'll yeah. tell you
0: who i'm excited to see miles garrett
1: yeah me too the
0: guys tearing up camp i
1: know oh please let's, let's knock on wood that he's actually you know healthy and good
0: yeah, so that's it for this week. Obviously, if you want to uh, support the site, like we always say, go ahead and get on com. We have a donations page. All donations that come in go directly to the website. It helps us pay our writers, helps us pay the podcast. We appreciate any donation we can get. Uh, if you want to do something for free for us, we always ask that you get on iTunes to leave us a rating and review. Oh, yeah. We're at 346. So the March two. Uh, four hundred still continues.
1: Still continues.
0: I'll be satisfied when we get to three fifty. For right now, nice round. Even we're halfway there.
1: Um, we you know what? You won't be because you're you. There's never enough for you. No, no. So I mean, it's, I it's promise
0: true. when we get to four hundred, y-
1: you'll be happy when we get to three fifty. But you'll just move right on to four hundred.
0: I always. Yeah, we're, I, I'm I at four hundred right now. We're on the march. I know. So if you have an iPhone, just take take thirty eight seconds of your day. Click on uh, when you're out. You're already in iTunes listening to the podcast. Sure, sure. Click uh, rate and review. Click the little button. Click, click a couple stars. Write a little uh, story in there saying Rich is great. Matt's okay. <laughs> I, too, like No Country for Old Men. So, something uh, like that. Yeah, get, get yourself in there and leave us a little rate and review. We were talking about the t shirts earlier. Another good way to support the website is buy Dyson or t shirt. Now, the cranberries are sold out. You can look for them next week. There's, there might be a couple here and there, but we do have the new Reds.
1: We have the, reds, we have which the are blacks, are very
0: nice, yes. We have the grays. I love the black, personally, the most. That's the one I rock all the time. Now I have four of them. I rock all four of them. Right on. Uh, they are the most comfortable T-shirts you will ever wear in your entire life. That's something I can assure you. I can also assure you that your high-five intake will increase drastically.
1: Did you see our virtual high-fives going, uh, going berserk I last night? The tweet. Yeah. I saw the tweet. I
0: saw the tweet. I loved it. I love when people get the shirts. They tweet us pictures, sure, and like cool sure. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, he tweeted the high five. Yeah, and my favorite part was all the people that tweeted back with all the like the memes or right, whatever, right. Whatever, whatever the hell those things are called. Exactly, uh, the memes, the gifts. Yeah, the gifts. Uh, with all the high fives back to him. Exactly. It was great. Yeah. So if you want high fives, if you want to dominate your redraft leagues, if you want to draft league dominate your love life or any <laughs> league you're in, the league of life, you gotta rock that nerd shirt, man. Absolutely. And we have many testimonials to this. so yeah, It
1: this truly is the one. most comfortable shirt you all ever own.
0: It is the most comfortable shirt. Yeah. There might be shirts as comfortable, but none will be more comfortable. There you go. It's a little slice of heaven on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else can we pimp? The website, go to DynastyNerds.com.
1: Our own personal Twitters.
0: At Dynasty Rich.
1: I'm at Dynasty Matt.
0: The site's at Dynasty Nerds. We talked about at Dynasty John. John. Yeah, absolutely. And all our other writers. Follow all the other writers. At Fantasy Outlaw, does their ADPs. Tremendous. Yep. At Corey NFL. At Brendan Penny. Everybody. I can't stop because then I'll leave, leave somebody out and they'll be like, hey, am I not good enough to talk about on the podcast? Obviously not.
1: Uh, I mean, I guess we're off the top of our heads. That's <laughs> all we got. That's all I got. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, obviously, all oh, that good, com. We'll be back next week talking probably about a little bit of training camp in uh. Who knows? We'll, we'll, surprise, have, we'll right? have
1: some games, hopefully. I mean, um, there will obviously be some injuries that pop up, and the ramifications, we will talk about them, and 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 who knows what we have in store for the... Hard Knocks starts tonight. Hard Knocks, there you go.
0: So, and hopefully I'll have my computer back. Right we'll on. have a real intro. So there'll be no outro for the first time. For the first time ever, we won't have an outro.
1: I guess not, because we didn't pre-plan
0: that. No, we didn't. So, no outro needed.
1: No outro needed.
0: So with that being said... I bid you adieu.
1: Arrivederci. there,